This is the Cannabis Curio Podcast by Cannabis Media, your source for cannabis and hemp license news directly from the data vault. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Ed Keating. And on today's show, we're joined by David Rula, founding partner at Gold Leaf Packaging. So David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, when we were talking last week, getting ready for the podcast, um, you know, I learned that you're in the state of Alabama, which doesn't even have an operating cannabis program. And yet Gold Leaf is selling to like over 400 brands nationwide. How did this happen? How, how did you guys, you know, spring from Alabama to suddenly be selling nationwide? Well, Ed, the backstory really is we've been strong in the craft brewery business for years. Uh, we've been a Sweetwater Brewery. It's been a client of ours for over 14 years, and we've enjoyed that 420 branding that they've had in the South. Uh, we're a large digital print shop. We're one of the top 10 largest digital print shops in the United States. Wow. And I was at a craft beer conference in Nashville, Tennessee, and all the buzz was who's going to New Orleans next week for the cannabis conference. And I called my partner and said, I'm going. <laughs> and, uh, and we were after that conference driving back. This was about three years ago. Um, I, I said, I said to my partner, all we need to, to partners, I said, all I need is a, all we need is a, a label machine and a, and a converter, a glue or folder machine as a capital out, outlay. And, uh, they both immediately said, let's do it. And, awesome. uh, it was, we, the first six months, we didn't even have a brand, right? We're a design firm, <laughs> have all these people that can do it in house. We actually hired a firm, you know, out West to assist us. And, you know, here in Alabama, we had the marijuana leaf all over the branding and the first thing they said was no we've been down that road let's, let's get that out of there and they gave us a really cool brand and we're very appreciative of that and um, so the first six months was just kind of getting that piece going and then for the last two and a half years three it's it's been off to the races uh, yeah and we now have sales reps in Seattle and Denver and California and Virginia wow. and Florida and kind of trying to throw a little net out across and partnerships uh, in other states. Uh, that's, so that's great. Been a good, and it's just amazing how the people in this space all enjoy this space. And so that I, has just been fun. I agree. I agree. When, uh, when we started cannabis media about six years ago, we, we found that too. We started going to a couple of shows. People were really friendly, really helpful. Everybody's trying to grow the industry. We all realize we have sort of this, federal umbrella over our heads like well what's going to happen tomorrow who knows and uh we found you know it's been a good industry to be in and uh it's certainly been one that's uh, been growing as well for us now um you mentioned uh craft beer uh, cannabis are there other markets that, that you're in we are our parent company dms colors in many verticals healthcare, finance construction you know restaurants entertainment we do a lot of direct mail um Mm -hmm. So we're just, uh, we've been a, a traditional printer, you know, commercial yeah. printer, right? But anybody can print. Um, I think our two differentiators have been, one, our uh, embellishments that I know we'll probably dive into that, yep. that makes sense for the cannabis space. Um, we have, we're the first in America to purchase these machines from France that do raised foil and raised varnish without dyes and plates. So that's been a cool uh, space for us. Uh, we now yeah. have two of those machines, only company in America with two of those and looking at a third. And um, the other differentiators are software. We've developed our own marketing asset management system called DigiFlow that we have Fortune 500 companies that use our software and other verticals. 
And we just feel like it's a natural fit when companies have multiple SKUs, multiple yep. brands, they're in multiple states. It just organizes that chaos and really streamlines the, the processes, the mundane processes in print through yeah. the, the platform. Absolutely. Now, um, you mentioned uh, you know, a, a parent company with, with uh, different brands and you know, over the over the years, we've seen that this is often how a company gets into the cannabis space, where sort of they create uh, a brand that just goes off and does this. And uh, what was that like for your company? Because sometimes in some companies, they almost don't talk about it. Like it's not known like, oh, those guys are doing the cannabis stuff. And, you know, other people in the company just don't get it. What was that like for, for you guys? Is you, you know, you were already well established and then suddenly like, hey, I got an idea. And, you know, how did that roll out with the staff? I mean, I know your partners probably loved it, but. You know, I definitely think there were some eyebrows that got raised. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was funny how many employees came forward like, ooh, I like this. Ooh, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. Hey, yeah. if y'all ever separate the companies, I want to go with Gold Leaf. Yeah. And it was, had this culture and momentum and, and uh, you know, it was just the morale was very positive. And, you know, and then it was like, you know, our head graphic designers like, yeah, my, my father was a, was a, was a head, you know, he was, yeah. you know, and it's like, wow, you grew up in this, you know, I didn't. So it was just sort of cool to hear people come talk about their lives and their families and yeah. how this is, you know, everybody can talk about it now freely, especially in Alabama, a little bit more. Right. Uh, right. We still have to be very careful, you know, but uh, yeah, we're just, you know, pro no, you know, there's never any product here. We have had, uh, some companies send us their tincture bottles with isolate, you know, CBD in it, which can mm. cross state lines and we'll yep. produce the label and apply the label to that and then ship it back to another state. But we're just laying uh, flat boxes on pallets and shipping them all over the yeah. U.S. Oh, interesting. Cool. Now, David, tell us a little bit about your background, too. You know, how did, how did you come into this space, you know, printing and then, you know, certainly the cannabis space we just talked about? Wow. Now, that's... That's another story in itself. My family's in construction in Mississippi. Um, I moved over here to be with my children probably 14 years ago. Um, I was also an NBA agent for a while. Um, kind of always been like a little serial entrepreneur. And I had this opportunity. The, my partners had the software and I thought it would benefit my family business. And I just signed a little short-term contract with them. And at the end of that, we enjoyed working with each other and really uh, we've just grown this thing together. I have great partners that are also very passionate about this great. space and they're hardworking, smart. And, you know, we, we just, we got it. We're very fortunate to have a good team here. Uh, yeah. that, that, you know, and I think it's all, since we are from Alabama, it's extra challenging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Now, um, you talked about having a great team. That's certainly an asset that any successful business needs. And earlier you touched on some of the, some of the kind of investments and strategic decisions that you and your partners made in terms of, you know, how to grow or build a business. So, you know, focusing on toner instead of ink print versus digital, you know, digital technology. You know, when you talk a little bit more about how that lets you stand apart from others in the industry, because it sounds like you made some choices early on that, the company is benefiting from now? Okay, great question. So I think the main thing there is really plates and dies. You know, if anybody's ever had print 
background experience, you have to buy plates or dies to mm. create things. And they can be anywhere from $250 all the way up to $1,500. I think some of the new digital technology, especially with foils and varnishes, you don't have those costs anymore. And also I believe a breakthrough has been in the past, uh, you know, toner's production could not keep up with ink production. Uh, that is not the case today. Um, I think the equipment, I mean, we've probably changed machines six times in 13 years because of all the upgrades, right? So every two years we're updating to the latest, greatest Konica Minolta equipment. And, and I wanna give them a, a, a real nice shout out because they've been a phenomenal partner for us uh, through this journey. And uh, their equipment has stood the test uh, where others has not. And, yeah. um, but I think in the Pantone colors, I think that's the number one important thing here for brand consistency, which the software also provides that. And we encourage companies to provide us their Pantone colors. You know, the nice thing about digital is, you know, there's a bunch of shades of blue, but every one of them has its own designated number now. Mm -hmm. And our machines are calibrated daily to match these Pantone colors. Yep. So when someone says their colors 393, it really is that every time it comes off the machine. Whereas if they do a job next month, you know, that client expects that blue to be that blue. And in the ink world, you can't do that. It's like going to Home Depot and mixing the paint. You're just a little off. So I think the <laughs> digital world has really provided brand consistency yeah. that, that we haven't had. And that's the other nice thing about the software is, you know, not only are your paper specs built in, uh, but your colors are, are built, your Pantone colors are built in through the DigiFlow yeah. or, uh, platform as well. Well, one other angle on the digital side, I'm going to stretch this uh, a, a bit, but it, it goes back to my background, which is in software and compliance, is that I know based on some books that we publish at Cannabis Media that there are a lot of rules and regulations around packaging and each state's different. I know in Connecticut, you know, last time I checked, they had a, a, a 16 page PDF that covered all, you know, not just packaging, but advertising rules and colors you could use, fonts you could use. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you manage this, because if you're in so many states with so many different regulations, you know, how do you keep it clear and, uh, you know, successful for your clients? Because nobody wants to get in trouble for a, a packaging violation or really any violation. You know, that's really where DigiFlow is extremely powerful in this space, Ed. It, mm -hmm. We have a, comp a client, uh, Care Division, out of Denver, Colorado area that are in multiple states with multiple brands. And it's funny, I mean, certain states, you can only have black and white in a white box. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, certain some states you can get as holographic and trippy as you want to. Um, <laughs> so this particular company, you know, has it in the menu, you know, filtered and broken down per state. Uh, so it makes, it eases that pain for them in there. And, and they've got this nice infrastructure in place to help increase value to their company as a tool to manage these assets. So again, the technical term for DigiFlow, it's a marketing asset management system. Yep. And that really helps organize the states if you're in multiple states. Um, you know, we really lean on the client, you know, because a lot of times we've completed the artwork or they, they've had their designer, we've sent them a template, their designer in, 
lays out, puts the art into our template, sends it to us. We might do a little pre-press uh, art to get it ready. Or we may in-house turnkey all of the artwork for a company. And uh, we're signing Pantones to it uh, so that that's set early on. And, uh, you know, then they actually turn that into their state uh, departments to get approval before they put it on the retail shelves. Right, right, right. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, and, you know, the QR code world has been a very interesting piece uh, through this process and in making life easier. Uh, it's, it's, you know, the, these, these chiefs in each state are, are requiring the Q, QR codes now to go directly to a COA to provide more data uh, to the client. And that's almost a requirement now in, in lots of states. David, um, what, what, what's a COA? Just, uh, I'm not familiar with that term. Okay, that's a certificate of analysis, Ed. When these, any brand, any company, whether it's flour, gummy, even creams, tinctures, send it to the labs and, 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 and get the official results back to make sure it's legal. Okay. Yep, yep. And kind of what the THC levels. And uh, so we're big on, you know, the linking the QR code to COAs for companies has been a digital part of this process as well that I did not expect, but linking people through their labels and boxes to their COAs is a big piece of this. Well, I would imagine, you know, just thinking of it from a relationship that you have with your client, it must cement it even more so by having all that information sort of bring it together into that package and, and sort of having that compliance piece that that, that that QR code as well. I mean, I guess others can do that, but since you've got that whole digital uh store with all their information that, that's going to be really helpful for them to i imagine get packaging done kind of quickly and hopefully get approvals quickly well you, you nailed it i mean it's like a construction project it sort of gets worse before it gets better and when you're <laughs> setting all this up on the front end you know there's it's normal work it's fun right. um i'm working on one right now i've been working with this company for two months they now have 25 files four brands guess what now it's time to go throw this into digiflow and they can now go on Sunday afternoon at four o'clock, say, I want 2,500 tamper proof, uh, you know, flower jar gummy labels for the 3.5 gram jar and order them right there. Then that immediately goes to our server here and is already in our queue. Instead of waiting to Monday, letting the sales rep enter a ticket. Yeah. Now it's Monday afternoon before it gets in the queue and we've, we've lost a day. Yep, yep. Whereas having someone automated gain that day. And in today's world, especially in a retail setting, and in my old digital print world, it's not that it's old, it's still here, but <laughs> you know, what I'm finding about the cannabis space is interesting is since we don't touch product, right? They're waiting on our stuff. They've got a team of people at their facility to load the stuff. And so they've kind of gotten extra help for that particular day. So they need their boxes or their stuff right. on that day. It's a little more sensitive or time sensitive than just some restaurant needing their menus that, that, that to be up, you know, they can yeah. wait an extra day. Right, right. Someone well, and, I, and, and I also imagine too, you, you mentioned uh, before that, you know, some people have been getting printing done overseas, but, you know, with your system being able to turn it around that rapidly and really it's in the client's, you know, control to be able to just 
you know, get out their device and, and be able to put that Sunday afternoon order in uh, and, and gain that day, that, that, that's a pretty powerful uh, value proposition, I would think. Well, it has been in other verticals. We've seen it. And yeah. we're just now starting to gain some momentum in the cannabis space. Yeah. Uh, we've probably gotten, I don't know, 10 customers on the portal at this point because they have enough assets. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. The other beautiful thing about the portal is it's unlimited users. It's unlimited locations. And it, based on the number of files you have on it, but this is a anywhere from a $20 a month to $100 a month platform, you know, yeah. based on the number of files you have to organize your chaos. That's great. That's great. Now, um, David, one thing we always like to ask on the podcast is how do people view the marketplace? Because, you know, it depends what part of the value chain you're in. And as an ancillary company, you have a different view than let's say somebody who's plant touching. So one question I'm curious about is, you know, as you go out and sell, are you selling sort of one store at a time? Or are you just trying to knock down the big MSOs or, or those big single state operators? Or is it kind of all of the above? I'd say definitely all of the above. I come from the school of I'd rather hit four singles to get a run. And then as yeah. they grow and develop, you know, you've kind of been planted with them. And I, I, I enjoy that a lot. I love seeing the single grow to the triple. And we yeah. were a part of that. And they got there because of their infrastructure and, 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 and you know, and they're, they're partners. Yeah. Uh, the big boys have been in this longer than I have, you know, for the most part. And they've already got a lot of established relationships. They've definitely been more difficult to crack because they have been, you know, ordering from China for so long. And, um, but to your point, your question earlier, I'm glad you brought that up. One of our strengths also is, you know, we have a low MOQ, minimum order quantity. We're, we're, we're playing with sometimes even 250 labels for people just to accommodate them if they're a startup or 500 boxes, you know, kind of an MOQ for people. And the China boys don't want that at all. You know, they're really starting at 100,000 quantity and above. I definitely think we're the 100,000 quantity and below domestic partner, you know, and, and shorter turnaround person domestically. Yeah. Um, I do. We, we can certainly handle quantities larger than that but that is really our sweet spot and i think that's 80 percent of the cannabis companies in america today fit that you're absolutely right i mean we've been doing a lot of analysis on sort of the, the size of the market and and how they're set up and really trying to look at license counts and whatnot and and you're right i mean for the most part it's a lot of you know small stores or small chains and and certainly they're starting to grow but if you've already made inroads into them you're going to you're going to grow with them as well now, one other uh, delineation in the market is medical states versus adult states. Is that a, uh, an issue, an opportunity for you, or you know, it's, it's just a, another dynamic that you factor in when you're, se- when you're selling? I'm going to throw CBD in there so we have three yeah. lanes to go down here because I really- oh, That was my next question anyway, so that's perfect. <laughs> well, I, I, my, I got a partner that lives in Bend, Oregon, you know, and he's like pro-THC, CBD's doesn't exist, dead. <laughs> and and I wanted to believe that. I truly did. But uh, the, in the South in particular, uh, CBD Delta H just been on fire, right? I mean, Virginia yeah. was the first state in the South to go adult last week, July 1. Um, I think Louisiana just opened up flower last week, you know, even though they were medical. Yep. Uh, you know, Louisiana's only releasing it through pharmacies, 
you know, instead of traditional card, like in Florida, walk in and get it. It's, it's just every state's so different. Yeah. You know, I was in Oklahoma two weeks ago. They're medical, but they require child resistant packaging, which Gold Leaf has our, uh, we have gotten certified through Tread Global out of Denver on a numerous child resistant packaging. So we also now offer that and have that with our embellishments. And, and here's Oklahoma medical needing child resistant. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was interesting because, you know, every state's just different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that, that's always a fascinating part of sort of tracking this and just seeing, uh, you but, know, but they're all three. To, yeah. Wonderful. Um, I think they're all equal. I don't think I can say that adult is an easier sell or, 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 or 80% of our business because it's not. I think it's all equal. And I'd almost say 33.3 on all of them. But you did say uh, last week, uh, I think you said something like, but this industry loves its bling, like the foil and whatnot. What's going on there? Is that a particular market that sort of prefers the more fancy packaging? Well, I mean, we've all, you know, look at Vegas, you know, go to Planet 13 and you walk through the packaging and it's just awesome. They have great companies with great packaging in there. And it's hmm. silver foils, gold foils, holographic foils, metallics, varnishes, you know, soft touch, velvet, laminates. Um, <laughs> there's just all these levels of premium, right? And I just think the, the, the people like the, 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 the touch, the feel, the, the yeah. look, the, you know, it just sort of complements uh, the plant. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So uh, can't do one of these uh, interviews without asking. So how does Cannabis Media help you reach some of your goals and, and how's your team using it? Look, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you, Ed, if I didn't love your product. And Great. I think you have helped our company grow. Your team has helped Goldleaf more than you realize. I mean, we have a weekly meeting that is with all of our sales reps. It's fully based around your platform. Great. We use it as a CRM tool. We've been using it now for over a year. And I can tell you every week we get better at it and we learn things that it offers. Oh, and the great. data is, 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 is just a, the amount of time and effort your team's put into getting that license data. It's very helpful. Uh, per state, the way you break it down. And uh, I, I'm glad that I know my marketing director tried for months. I found out after you and I talked to get on your podcast and I told him I met one of your associates at a show <laughs> and I'm on it in two weeks. So I'm honored to be here. I, I love your platform. Oh, it's great. helped our company and I can't say enough great things about it. Oh, great. Well, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. Um, so looking ahead a bit. So, you know, here you are, you're in a state that's got a new cannabis program coming. I think it's five vertically integrated businesses and the operators could run dispensaries, you know, as part of those licenses, a little bit like what uh, George is doing. How do you think this is going to play out in, 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 in Alabama? Well, it's interesting. The only two products they've really approved thus far are suppositories and capsules. So leave it to <laughs> Alabama to... To, to, to enter the market that way. Um, I am, uh, you know, I, I am also involved with a company that, that uh, does have licenses. We have a cultivation license, a processing license and distribution license now currently under the local CBD mm -hmm. hemp uh, ag rules. So I've enjoyed learning what my customers are dealing with since I'm also kind of put my foot in that water. And I've also recently, gotten involved with a group that is going after one of these five licenses. Currently in Alabama, our governor appointed, it's a 14 person committee 
that is uh, going to be fully, you know, they're going to rule on this in about 10, 12 months. They appointed the first three members last week. I believe it was a pharmacist, a banker, and something else. Um, Probably a lawyer. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it, was a it was a lawyer. And, you know, so I think we're making, we're finally starting to see the needle move a little bit in our state. Um, I'm hoping that my group can get one of these five because I think yeah. we have a lot of experienced personnel that have been in this space for a while. We're not just some lobbying firm trying to get one of these. We're true yeah. uh, people that are passionate about this space, been in this space, have a network in this space. Yeah. And so we're hoping that that uh, gives us an edge. Well, that's great. You know, I, I, keep us posted on that. that, that that'd be and of course, Gold Lake knowledge. would be exclusive packager for. Well, of course. That's right. That's right. So hopefully. Um, now, there's been so much going on with new states coming on board. We've got New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Connecticut. You know, what states are you keeping an eye on? And, and what does that mean for you? Like with, with some of our clients, when we hear that a new state is coming on, you know, they've got certain steps they have to do to like be in that state. Well, how does that work for you? Because you already have a giant sales force, it sounds like. We're a very effective, broadly covering sales force. Well, I want to give uh, Brian at Lemonhaze a big shout out because he's developed something through COVID that we, we couldn't have conferences. He's done a phenomenal job going into these states that, with momentum, having a golf tournament and having yeah. nothing but CEOs and executives, owners of these companies be present at these events. So we've now done about five of them. We've been in Vegas, Phoenix, California, Oklahoma. You heard me say I was. And so you're kind of meeting yeah. you know, the in each state through lemon haze we got about six more seven more events we got tampa coming up boston detroit and so we are illinois chicago so i think he has done my market research for us knowing yeah. where we spend time in these progressive moving states right now so we're we, we we're having a presence there going to each state learning what how each state's different i mean michigan's almost like the wild wild west right i think you pay a thousand bucks you can get a license but where's arizona I think there are maybe like 135 licenses, right? So the yes. value of those licenses are worth so much more. I was playing golf in that with a gentleman who'd been in it for maybe three years, started in CBD, then they got medical. He dotted his eyes, crossed his T's, got, was one of the ones to get these licenses, uh, adult. I think he sold out to a large company. That person was playing in the golf cart with him and it was interesting to hear the numbers they were throwing out. And, and, yeah. and, you know, I like that model. I hope Alabama adopts the limited license model to make it more valuable. Uh, but yeah. but going back, we we get a lot of web leads from Michigan. We get a lot of web leads from Illinois because um, there are a lot of startups. Yep. It's not real, you know. So you almost have to filter through, you know. And I'd say we require them now to pay half up front and you know half before it leaves, and you can kind of see who's credible or not on who's willing to do that. No, that's right. That's right. So, well, one one research that I've been doing over the last several years is looking at which companies on the software side connect to metric or leaf data system. And I've compiled probably a list of four or five hundred companies. And I've been going through it again over the last week. And it appears that what they've said about the pandemic creating lots of businesses is true. I've been finding lots of new companies coming into this space. So I, I think it's probably also happening on, you know, certainly on the on the licensing side as more people are trying to get in and and really take advantage of, of this uh, of this industry. So, David, one final question I want to throw at you is um, I'm curious looking ahead 
from the technology development in the print packaging industry, what else is coming down the pike? Like, are there things that are going to be, you know, happening that you see that that may uh, benefit the people in the cannabis, hemp, and uh, CBD space? I tell you, this new lamb, the laminate world. You know, they have like a cracked ice laminate. They have. You can almost a uh, gold, you know, when you see like gold foil on the inside of a box completely, it's really a laminate. It's not toner and it's not a foil. And I think you can get real creative with laminates to add uh, to your to your product uh, would be my first thought. Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, there just aren't many American companies that have are really trying to it's amazing how China has had 80, 90% of this market. So it's, you know, it's almost, which is, it's a nice adventure right now. We're, we're it's crazy that we don't have a, a model company in America to teach us. We're having to learn on, on the OJT and, yeah. and be a pioneer, which is but, fun. Well, excellent. Well, it sounds like you're doing a, a great job. So thanks for joining us today, David. It's been great talking to you. Um, I'm your host, Ed Keating. Stay tuned for more updates from the Data Vault.